Hello and welcome back to the Awe Podcast. You know, when I was sitting down and choosing my goals for the beginning of this this season, really, because I think this season is about our goals and how it really focuses on the pillars of awe, I was struggling really with coming out of this this burnout that I talked about and really struggling with some physical well-being. Uh, my blood pressure was a mess. Um, you know, and I just wasn't active and I was stuck in what I felt like was a rut. And um, so I was like, I need to work on my physical well-being and work on, you know, some pieces of anxiety because I was really feeling the throws, if you will, of anxiety and kind of deep stuck in those. So I was like, okay, I need to work on um, meditation practices and breathing, right? And these are things that I've studied. I'm the professional in the area. I, you know, I I should know how to do some of these things, right? And I was struggling. I was struggling with that change and that, boy. So what do we do? You know, we, we set goals and we start working towards them. Right. And we have to be authentic. Yeah. And we have to be empowered and we have to focus on well-being when we're going towards those things. And... You know, that's that's really what started my progress toward these goals. What about you? What what was the development like for you? Well, first of all, I remember the conversation about this, right? And that we were gonna choose goals, <laughs> right? And what did we want to work on? And yeah. that is it's it's a um it's difficult to know what it is you want to change about yourself, right? You have to do a lot of self reflection, know Indeed. where you're coming from, where you wanna go change is kind of scary. And so for me, the development of my goals, um, as I alluded to in that first um, episode, I believe, a lot about my roles changing, right? And so I have several roles. And, you know, as a mom, things are changing for me, my kids are growing up. And, and so the developmental piece in terms of what I wanted to focus on for a goal really was difficult because it had to come back to me and my center. And, you know, as a mom, I've been a nurturer. And that yeah, was my yeah. role for a lot of years, lots of hands on and now I'm not. And so to pull back and say, Okay, what can I really work on for myself? What can I change about myself? So the hard um, look at, you know, what haven't I done, right? And, and that was why I chose, you know, reading um, yeah. and giving myself some time, setting that time aside for myself, asserting myself, right? Because again, um, as a mom, a lot of times um, the voice isn't as important. My voice wasn't as important because it was caring about for my children, um, you know, getting to what it is that they needed. And right. and so asserting myself, speaking up and, and taking notice of what it is that I need. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But that's a change. It's a change, and you know, change is just a hard thing, and that's that's the topic today. And you know, I like to think of change as a bridge. It's a bridge that leads to somewhere, um, and is really a point or a symbol of transition. Um, and really, the the quality of the bridge, the length of the bridge, the height of the bridge, how we get to the bridge, all lead to our experience of crossing that bridge. Right? Yeah. Sometimes the bridge is wobbly. Sometimes it's got a glass floor. <laughs> Sometimes it's seven thousand feet off the ground. Right? <laughs> Have you ever seen that? I think it's. I don't know what it's on, but it's a video of this glass bridge somewhere, and people are like 
crossing it and some people are just like laying on it like <laughs> it's probably been it. tested yeah. with my engineers and it's gonna hold you but i ain't gonna trust nobody yeah <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yes yeah, that's kind of what, that's yeah that's change that's change sometimes we're there yes absolutely <laughs> i've been laying on the, the glass bridge a few times <laughs> and saying, uh-uh, oh no, my I gosh i ain't trusting the process no way <laughs> right you can't make me right. yes um yeah so changes to make something different right to alter to modify to become something different and you know i liken this to a caterpillar in its cocoon and yeah. it's metamorphosis into a butterfly, right? The caterpillar is literally broken down and digested within the yeah. within this cocoon, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it, it essentially dies, right? Um, but emerges as this beauteous butterfly, right? So it's kind of laying on that glass bridge, like you said, right? That process. Yeah. Um, but the creature comes out, right, that's beautiful and inspirational and the growth that has happened right. through that change it's just powerful absolutely it's just powerful and you know some of it's planned and, and some of it's unplanned and a lot of it is how we accept the change of course too but this the planned stuff is what we started out with right that's planning a goal because something was signifying within myself that hey you know, this burnout is hanging on, right? I've, I've changed the things I need to change. Now there's other things within myself that I need to change, right? Right. So we planned, we set some goals, and, and we started doing that. And it kind of brings me back to the story of when I was in a job, and I think we talked about this not so long ago, and I was motivated. My mindset was like, I'm going to go to money, and I'm going to change my job, right? Yes. The thing before that, if I really was reflecting, was like, I'm bored and I'm feeling stuck and I want to change, right? Right. I put the money into it because I felt like maybe that's the why, right? And the deeper reflection would have, or meditation on that would have got brought me back to the real authentic answer. But when I found what my strengths were and I live from those strengths, it's a little bit easier to embrace the change. Yeah. Because I can fall back on the strengths, but it's hard. It is hard. And so for me, plan change, um, education. And so I came into education late, right? I was a non-traditional student. Um, and that process, again, was planned, right? You register for classes. You know this is going to be a big right. change. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's so hard. But talk about strengths, right? And how I learned. And, and that's what I had to rely on through that process. Through right, that plan right. change, I had to fall back on that. And then, you know, from there with the education, I started a job, um, you know, within education. Um, and so that was planned too, right? I knew I was going to be, um, I was going to qualify, if you will, right, 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 for that level of employment. And, but again, starting that job, that was a change, mm-hmm. right? And it was scary, but again, I had to rely on those strengths. For sure. um, and then even in the process now, where I'm in my current job. This is a huge change, right? Oh, for sure. Huge change. Um, but here I am, and again, relying on strengths, relying on some of those things um, that I um, learned and encountered and, and discovered about myself during that process. Yeah, right, right. And it all grows from this conflict of something needs to be different. You know, that butterfly only emerges because of the 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 death of that other, the caterpillar, right? Yes. Um, and each has... A lot of significance behind it yeah right yeah <clears throat> and so sometimes yeah parts of us need to 
not to sound morbid, to need to die off a little bit, right? Right. So we can achieve other things, right? <laughs> and some of those pieces are hard to let go of. Yes. Because <laughs> the cocoon is warm and fuzzy. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right? Yeah. It's safe. Yes, but ultimately, I go back to this word, digesting, right? It ate oh, us yeah. up, right? So I mean, <laughs> It was eating us up. Yeah, yeah so it was time to move on, right? right? Even with the resistance, laying on that bridge, right? You know, <laughs> right, right. it's happening. We got to go. <laughs> right, right. I'm clawing myself forward. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to fall to my death, but actually I'm not because I'm on the glass and you're going to be just fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, but change is hard, folks. It's it's just it is. It's just hard. <laughs> it is. Yep, yep. Yes, but it means that it doesn't. It's not a you know. Sometimes we use that change is inevitable or change is hard as a right of exiting off the road, right per yeah. se, and saying now I don't want to think about it or I don't have to think about it. But we have to do. You know, we can say change is hard and it's inevitable because it, yeah, of course it is. But learning to embrace it. And really adapting a learning mindset to it is very powerful. It is. If we can switch it on. Yes, if yeah. we can, yes. <laughs> we and can I think. Take our eyes off the valley below. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, again, it depends, you know, on, on where you're at in your life and the type of change, right? Oh, so sure. we might step into <laughs> onto that bridge, right, with a little bit more confidence um, if it doesn't seem as, as big a change. But right. we learn that maybe it is once we get there or vice versa, right? Where yeah, we're laying yeah. on the bridge. <laughs> yeah, right. Please don't make me go, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then once we do, we learn that, hey, yeah, yeah. this is actually something great and I'm learning here, I'm growing. And all these things that happened before have actually um, prepared me for right, this. Right, right. And sometimes we, we, we land on that bridge of change. We've planned it. We planned it, right? Right. It's something that we've been looking towards for a long time and we're doing it. Right. And that's education. Yeah. Um, you know, I could argue both ways for, you know, my physical well-being goal. Right. I sort of was thrown there when I discovered I had high blood pressure and dangerously high blood pressure <laughs> and uh, needed to exercise. Right. Um, because of the burnout and all the unhealthy behaviors that I was doing because of that. And so it was sort of unplanned in that nature. Right. But I could also say it was planned because now we're setting goals and we're doing things like that, right? And we can do that while we're on the bridge, too, sometimes. Like, we've landed there, we're on our backside, and we're like, oh, I don't know, I got her, it's got dropped here. <laughs> and we're like, okay, now I need to come up with a plan to get across that, right? I'm laying on the glass bridge, freaking out. Right. Like, how am I going to, am I going to get up on my knees and crawl? I'm going to ask to hold the railing and, and just kind of go across, or what am I going to do to get across this bridge? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, kind of being, yeah, here it is. So now what are you going to do with it? Right. And getting up, right. right. And going forward. And yeah, that's an, a great way to um, think of change because yeah, I mean, we could exit. Um, but you know, an example for me is technology in terms of this being a new job for me. Oh, and sure. yeah. there's various types of technology that I have to use. And so again, I planned right to transition. Right. Um, with my education. However, the unplanned is, well, here you go. You got to figure out all these technological tools, right? <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> and so right. I could have walked away from it, yeah. but not really if I wanted to maintain the job. And I actually have learned 
I'm not tech savvy by any means, but <laughs> you know, I, I feel like there are certain things that I can now navigate, which makes my day easier. It makes those that I work with, it makes their um, process with me easier, if you will. Right, right. Stopped arguing with what was going on and said, <laughs> hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to adapt to it instead of argue against the change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, an unplanned change, I think of a, a story that, you know, very vague, of course, but we were <clears throat> one of there's two things that come to mind. We were planning to have another child and expand our um, family by one uh, child and come to find out one day we're having twins. Well, <laughs> right, right. That has a whole new level of wow factor to it. Right? Absolutely. And, and then like, how do you prepare for having two boys around and feeding two boys and bottle feeding two boys and figuring out the hectic sleeping schedules and all that kind of stuff, right? That comes with that. Yes. And although, you know, we probably spent some time learning to accept that. Once we did, it was like, okay, what's our answer here? You know, we're going to, you know, I, I remember going back and it's a blur, but <laughs> going back yeah. and learning that, you know, we're going to sleep in shifts. You know, my mom is going to come over once a week and sleep, sleep. And so we get a whole night of sleep um, to ourselves. Um, those things kept us going, right? So we, we sort of accepted and adapted to change. <clears throat> so that was kind of an unplanned change. And another thing that comes to mind is, um, there was a couple years back that my wife was going through some things and we were um, dealing with a system and, and there was some discriminatory practices and we had explicit, you know, things that someone had said to her. And, um, of course, you know, we didn't record our whole world, you know, so we couldn't go back and say this was happening. Right. And, you know, there were some practices that were being challenged and things like that. We could point to other things, you know, other people were doing the same thing and um, kind of fell on to her. Um, and even though she felt pretty justified in what she was doing, you know, we were fighting against this bigger system. So we were young at this point in our careers and it was like, you know, we can't lose these careers. So we're just going to roll over and accept the consequences, essentially mm -hmm. deal with them. Um and walk taller on the other side, right? And that's essentially what we did, but, and was it maybe, would have been great to fight the injustice and the discrimination and just to the bitter end? Yes, I think so. I wish we could have, but we kind of weighed the risks and we we're like, oh, I don't know if we dared to do that. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, that that was all going on while we had twins and <laughs> all these changes were happening, just wham, 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 right? Right. And you know, it, it really helped when we accepted it right. rather than plotted revenge because we were probably thinking about <laughs> creative ways to plot revenge too. Like, oh, I'm going to get them back and blah, 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 right? Yeah. But as, as soon and that just keeps us sicker. It really does. And as soon as we, I remember having to talk with her and saying, you know what? Um, and both of us kind of were there and we were doing this whole, you know, plotted revenge thing. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's just... It, it, we have to move forward from this. And that's when we started getting up off the glass bridge or <laughs> stop being mad and angry and all the things. And we sort of radically accepted it. Not that it was okay, but right. we have to figure out a way to, to move forward. So um, what's radical acceptance? So yeah, that's a great example because radical acceptance is, is just, it doesn't mean that you agree. It doesn't mean that you approve, but it just means that it's the reality. It's what it is, right? Yeah, right. And in like you said, you know, we made the choice 
to move forward, right? Um, it wasn't that we were okay with it. It wasn't that we were celebrating in this, right? right? right. It, it was just, you know, we knew what the odds were, if you will, right? Yeah, you knew yeah. what you were up against. You had other things going on, right? Right. Um, and what was important. And so, yeah, it's just what the reality is. And, you know, we also should discuss here, you know, powerlessness, right? Um, oh. And and how that kind of fits into change. And, you know, powerless essentially means that it's unable, we're unable to influence or affect it, right? Right. Again, we're accepting that. And because, as you said, you can put all of your effort into something, right? Um, and, and with good reason, right? right what you're right. saying with good reason, um, but it's not going to change that certain scenario, situation, et cetera, right? Right. Yeah. So sometimes it's, of course, it's the way we're going about it, right? Right. And if the way we're going about it is going to destroy us more in the end, mm -hmm. right, then it's probably not worth it unless there's a situation where, you know, millions of other people are saved or something like that, right? But we're not talking about, you know, um, Brings, brings to mind an activity of like a nuclear apocalypse or something like that where we've had to decide the five survivors and things things like that you know most things aren't as dire as that right and i don't want to make light of this at either um but when we can admit that we're powerless in the way we're trying to change it it gives us a clearer picture of how we can change it differently mm -hmm. right it makes me think of addiction yes right? me too Yes, it's, it's step one, right? It is. Step one says I've tried cutting back my alcohol and drug use. I've tried, you know, doing it differently a thousand ways to whatever tricks I've had up my sleeve. And at the end of the day, it's still impacting me in a negative way. Mm -hmm. And to admit that you're powerless over alcohol is the step to finding an answer. Yes. To overcoming it and recovery is that answer. Yes. And, you know, I've shared before my Naranon experience. So as a family member of addicts, um, that is also the first step, right, is admitting that we are powerless over the addict, right? Because, oh, yeah. you know, um, there's a lot of things you try to control and change about that individual. If that person would just not do this, if I could just get them to not, right? But mm -hmm. the truth is that I'm powerless, right? I, I again, I can't. There's nothing that I can do um, for that individual to, to stop. And even if, if I were to intervene um, somehow in some way, the chances are likely the individual is going to continue to right. do whatever it is they're going to do to get that substance. And so admitting that, you know, I'm powerless. I'm not going to be able to influence that individual. Right, right. You know, and sometimes with all the, you know, unfairness, of some of the things that we've just talked about in this little segment here that we're saying to radically accept, right? It, again, we have to say it's not to make it okay. It's to give us a clearer picture of what to do next. Right. And sometimes in that process, we really need to ground ourselves, right? And one of the ways we can do that is ground ourselves with the five senses, right? It's a pretty common technique to go around where you're sitting, what you're, you know, in describing what you're feeling, what you're touching what you're tasting, what you're seeing, right? And some people even go like five things I'm seeing, four things I'm smelling, two things I'm touching, or three things I'm touching. I don't know how to count. <laughs> three <laughs> things I'm touching, you know, two things I'm hearing and, you know, one thing I'm tasting. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. No, and I think it's important that you say, yeah, that, you know, um, we're not saying it, you know, radical acceptance is it's not that we're saying it's okay or that we agree or that it's anything that we want to go along with. It's, again, you know, safety factors and and how can we effectively um, participate and change those types of things, right? Mm -hmm. Keeping ourselves healthy and having the strength to continue. Right. Yeah. And how, yeah, if it's if it's racism, how can I stay in the fight long enough to impact change, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and how, where can you insert yourself so that, yes, you are impacting others, right? Because, yeah, if, if like you shared, um, you know, this was happening and, and you refocused those efforts and yeah. how now can I um, do this on a different platform? Right, yeah. right, yep, yep. Yeah. You know, sometimes arguing with the reality means that the opposition gets stronger and bigger and louder. And, um, of course, we can get stronger, bigger, and louder, too, if we have enough people. Um, but a lot of times that means just war, battle after battle after battle, mm -hmm. rather than looking at how can I impact systems and how can I impact, talk to the right people who can impact those systems. And right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the the acceptance of change really is that last piece you know we'll talk about in, in when it comes to change and acceptance of change is saying that not only is change inevitable but i accept it and it's going to give me clearer vision to know what to do with the the change right i'm on a clear glass bridge i am scared <laughs> right i am really scared and i need to like literally yell to myself like you are on a glass bridge it's been designed you know by engineers grab onto the railing feel it sturdy put those feet un under you and just walk right 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 yeah, and this goes back to that, you know, um, sense of who we are, right? And believing that we can do that, right? Um, and that goes back to who we are authentically and knowing that and finding strength in that. Um, you know, my education, again, it the strengths that I pulled out of that, right? And how I could rely on those um, throughout the new jobs, the role changes, all of those things, right? Because again, those are scary glass bridges. <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah. and, but, I, but that's where I'm at and that's what's happening. So yeah, falling back on those strengths, right? And just knowing who I am. So knowing yourself through yeah. a change process, going right. back to that. Like you said, we can push up against it and, and, and try to exit. Right. Yeah, right. But our yeah. safety and our health are really important for us to continue, yes. you know, to advocate and to adapt to change and things of that nature too, right? You know, and, and acceptance isn't isn't change is inevitable, right? When I think of change is inevitable is inevitable, it sort of I can't say that word very well, can I? That's <laughs> a lot of is inevitable, right? <laughs> when I say change is inevitable, it means a lot of times to me, it's like this pessimistic way of looking at like eh, more change, I guess, whatever you like, I'm just going to do what I got to do and do the bare minimum and not choose the change. And, and I'm going to have this other change come at me and I'm going to say the same thing. Change is inevitable. And pretty soon we're so far behind or, or covered up and all these bridges of change ahead of us that it can seem like it's overwhelming and I can't make enough changes to get to where I need to get to, right? Right, so. yeah. And I just think of the butterfly, right? 
Just think oh, of the butterfly yes. and all the pretty colors and all of the the things that make it so inspiring and something that we still, you know, I remember talking about it in my youth, right? You'd see the butterfly, you'd point it out, right? And then yeah. doing that with your kids, but even as an adult, right? But that catches my eye. It's like, oh, look at it, right? Right. And, and then, yeah, all the changes that it went through to, to get there. Right, right. Yeah. So if, if we just stayed or, or backed away, right? Right. Accepted it. And this is what's next, right? Yeah. And how am I going to embrace all that beauty that could come from it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think even the monarch butterfly, doesn't it migrate thousands of miles in its <laughs> lifetime too? I feel like it does. <clears throat> that may be. Like it, it, it blossoms this little thing, you know, relative to a thousand miles or more, right? It's going to fly a thousand miles and continue the journey right that's this beautiful thing and that's that's what change helps us do it's the catalyst to continue those beautiful pieces of ourselves yes those pieces that are in harmony so goals right we started out jumping into why we chose (laughs) our goals and why we made those changes and now we get to check in on the progress of things how we're doing (laughs) well ah so Not so well. Um, haven't picked up my book uh, yet again. And I even <laughs> was contemplating the addition of another book when I was discussing um, books earlier today. And I thought, why would you do that? You can't even pick up the one that you have. Um, so not doing great with the goal of reading for myself, um, asserting myself. I believe I am really starting to do that every day um, in little ways. And I think initially when we started um, this podcast, I thought that assertion had to be these big, bold moments. That's how it was measured. But now I'm realizing that it it doesn't have to be that way. There can be, there are big, bold moments, but there are also baby steps. And just simply saying, you know, I'm not comfortable with that, right? right? Um, Or maybe not saying something in a moment, that that is me asserting myself. And so, I am definitely doing much better in that area of my goals. Right, right. Yeah, and it is those little steps. we got to focus on those things too, right? And yeah, sometimes with the book even, right? Maybe it's just not the right book and trying to find a different book too, right? Yeah. And how do I engage? Where do I find the time? What are the baby steps? Yes. It's important. I like that you said that. Thanks, yeah. Josh. <laughs> Make me feel better yeah. about that book goal. <laughs> For me, so I bought new tennis shoes. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And they're not walking for me. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Just like I have the treadmill and the row machine and the bike downstairs that um, I did I did get on the treadmill this, this weekend and walk Fantastic. on the treadmill. So that was great. Yes. Um, but they don't do the work for you. Apparently, right? They don't. <laughs> right? like, no. I set the book on the nightstand and it still doesn't read it yep. for me. Yeah. That's where it's at. <laughs> Looking at me every night. <laughs> so I think about like one to two times a week, I would say. Um, so I need some improvement in that area with, with the physical well-being. Um, meditation. Um, I've discovered a new um, app on the Oculus. So I'm sort of geeking out or nerding out, whatever you want to call it. But in the in the um, embracing of my creative strength because I love I love learning and I love being creative, right? And embracing those sides of myself, I've really jumped into the the meditation again. So I'm doing that at least once a day, I'd say. 
Awesome. So that's been a huge change. Um, but I think, again, we talk about falling back on our strengths and, and, and growing from there. That's yeah. kind of what I did in that goal. So I need to figure out how to do that with the physical well-being side of things. <laughs> you got this. I believe in you. For sure. For sure. <laughs> all right, listeners, that's all for today. Let's join us next week as we discuss acceptance in depth. This is Josh. And Lashana. Stay authentic, well, and empowered.